Welcome to another episode of the Chatterbox Video Game Radio Show. My name's Alon. And my name's Ara. Our website is chatterboxgameshow.com. And now, again, we have a phone number. That's right. Now, when we used to actually broadcast, we had a phone number where you could uh, call us during the show and actually talk to us during the show. But not anymore. That's not, that's not how we roll these days. Um, but you can call us and leave a message, and we can take that and put it on the air. So it's kind of like you're on the show, just not talking to us. So like you can call and say, hey, guys, I want to talk about this or that thing, or I just think you suck. Whatever you want, you can put on there, and then uh, we could actually put it in the show. So we want to encourage people to use this. Yes. Yeah, so for those burning questions, comments, as long as it's intelligible... We will love to receive it via the phone. And so to that end, we have this special phone number that you can call. And I'll give it out right now. 480-442-6321. For those of you in um, alphabet land, you can also think of it as 480-4GAME21. The 4263. I had that phone number once. Yeah. Back in New Hampshire. It was funny because... I like uh, Is it on purpose. You no, no. Here's the here's the thing. I was trying to get a good number on purpose, right? I was something like what, like 22 years old or 18. I don't remember. I think it was right after college. It must have been anyway. So it was probably like 22, and I was living in a house with a friend of mine. So I had got a new house phone because didn't have a cell phone back then, and uh, I've always been obsessed with what words can be made out of phone numbers. Like in high school, my project and computer science class or whatever was to make this conversion scheme, right? So you put in numbers and it gives you the letters. Yeah. So <clears throat> I knew that I could get something nice. And so I, I called up the phone company. I said, all right, so I'm getting a new phone number. What options can you give me? Um, apparently they can actually give you options, which is great. And this, so this surprises me actually. I, whatever they did it for they because i wasn't getting a vanity number they just gave me a few choices you can choose the you know from from here whatever's on this lady's oh, like, screen oh, what you like you like the high digits or the well, low digits i knew i knew to prefer? avoid zero and one right because they don't have letters right. uh nine basically has crap so you want other stuff right and so gave me some things uh i think it was an 889 number uh, where I grew up, 888 was the common three-number three, three number prefix. Not the area code. Right, right. But 888-whatever, right? Right. Or 891 or something like that. But 888 was the most common. But this was like an 889 number. Um, 4263. But I, I just picked real fast because I didn't want to leave the lady on the phone forever while I figured this out. Right. And I didn't I, have I my high school. I was under the impression that you did want to leave the lady on the phone no, I didn't. forever. I also didn't have my high school science project or computer science project in front of me to do it quickly. So <laughs> I, uh, I just picked the one that didn't have one zeros or nines. And it was 4263. And I, I was thinking about it. I was like, ah. You didn't know man. that was game. No, yeah, I didn't yeah. think of it because I, I wanted my name. I wanted 2256. Yeah. Right. And uh, didn't happen, so whatever. Um, gave up that dream. I just went with 4263, and I was like, what is, what is that? It's hand. I think I was like thinking about it in the shower later, and I was like, <laughs> it spells hand. That's not whatever. I guess it's something. And then later on, out of the blue, for whatever reason, I was like, holy crap, wait, I have game. I, I never want to let go of this number. I want to move this to my cell phone. And I did not ever have that opportunity. Yeah. I could not. I want actually. I moved back in with my parents after that, and I wanted to bring the number with me, but it was in like a different zone or something. Mm. Uh, so I couldn't actually transport that number to my parents' house because it was just in, in the wrong physical location. You should have played the lottery that day. Uh, you were underage during a time, weren't you? Uh, no, I was uh, over twenty-one yeah, ish. Yeah. Anyway. It was good times. That was a good good time in my life. Yeah, so um, I'm going to say it again because you probably missed it the first time. 480-442-6321. Four game 21 with the Arizona or the Phoenix uh, four area, area code. Four area code in front. Yes. 480, four game 21. All right, that's how I'm going to remember it. Now, there's other stuff that's happened uh, recently, specifically earlier this week or late last week. I was on someone else's podcast as a guest host or it wasn't really an interview. It was just helping them produce this show. It's a longtime listener of our show that has gone on to make his own, his own podcast. So um, if you want to listen to it, 
It's not actually up yet, but I presume it will be up soon. It's episode five of Late to the Party. Um, and it's fine. We talked about this during the show. Is he late to the party this week? Is that why uh, it's up, not up yet? I don't know. I don't know. But it's the domain name is hyphenated. So late hyphen to hyphen the hyphen party dot com. He must love hyphens. Yeah. Well, we made fun of the domain uh, quite a bit during the program. But anyway, late to the party dot com with hyphens is is the website. And I assume you can get this on the iTunes and whatnot. So go for that. It's episode five to be released soon and um the way this show works it's uh they basically contrast two types of video games or two specific video games during that show and so our show we specifically were talking about limbo versus uh prince of persia i'm not so sure it's really a versus situation but yeah it's, it's they kind of fly both over and under each other yeah but anyway it was Prince of, original Prince of Persia for the record, not like one of the recent ones. I see. Okay, a little closer. Although there's inevitable discussion of, of how, you know, the new one sort of takes on the themes of the old one. And yeah. Anyway, uh, so I tried to speak intelligently, basically just parroting a lot of information I get from you to sound, so I could sound smart on the show. You... Right? You give me too much credit, but you're, okay. You're a teacher, and so... Anyway, I uh, tell people I'm a scientist when I do crazy things that make no sense, but that doesn't seem to fly yeah. all the time. So I'll take teacher too. I, I do believe that one day uh, they will ask you to be a part of the show, uh, in which case uh, you would have your own episode to to pimp. I'll be down on our show. So. Sure. Anyway, go give that a listen. Tell us what you think, or tell tell them what what you thought of me being on the show. Maybe they'll they'll invite me back. Good times. All right. So so what do we want to talk about? All right, we got we got so show. many exciting things. Okay, so. This was something from last week um, that was I was just been itching to talk about that we didn't get to. So let's talk about it right now. There's a bunch of them, though, yeah. that we didn't get but to. But this is the good one. Okay. So. This is Tilt World. That's where we're This is about Tilt World. Okay. Okay. So let's. Uh, all right. Let me frame this in a way that'll make sense to you guys. So I was reading around just getting research for the show as I normally do before the show. Right. Five minutes before we start the show. And um, I found out about this iPhone game called Tilt World, right? And the reason this was really interesting to me was because on the stories that I read about the game, it was described as, hey, people are going to play this game. And the more you play, the more you accumulate these things called tilt points. And... Hey, the more that you know, all the aggregate of players collect them, the more trees will be planted in Madagascar. So I'm like, hmm, how does that work? Okay, yeah, you have the same in- inquiring mind as I do. Yeah, how? Because you know, normally when you play a game, it doesn't cause a tree to sprout. So what is the mechanism? Because okay, you know what? Like we we should clarify. We're he's saying that. When you play this game, the company will cause an actual tree in actual Madagascar yes. to be planted. Right. By by virtue of you playing this game. And and you know, this of course, right, this is supposed to be like the like this eco friendly game where, you know, they're they're touting it as oh, you know, it's something where you know, you're playing a game but then you're making the world a better place. And, you know, I'm always a little suspicious and shifty eyed when I hear things like that. So once again, right, the usual thing that comes up is, um, okay, that sounds interesting. How does it work? So the crazy thing was I read like four or five stories about this, right? And I couldn't find out by what mechanism is this actually happening? Because that's the – am I wrong? Is that not the most important part of this, right? The most important part is not the fact that they have tons of press releases and media coverage and they're just like – just affirming to everybody that, oh, yes, it's eco-friendly, you know, and, oh, yes, you're helping the world, right? The most important part is the mechanism by which it happens. Am I wrong? Well, I mean, if you question the story to begin with, right, but if you're willing to just go with it and believe them, right. then no, it's not at all important how it happens. Right. Well, so I was surprised because it actually, you know, I lied. I didn't actually research this five minutes before the show. Um it took me like about an hour of looking around until I actually found out what 
this mechanism was. And apparently, um, I had to go to one of um, one of the game developers' blogs, where she said, "Oh, okay." On a blog post that was very recent, when all players who play this game have accumulated three million tilt points, um, Nicole Lazaro is her name. I've actually referenced her her work um, previously in some articles that I've written, but. She's, she says, oh, okay, when, we, when everyone accumulates three million of these till points, uh, Nicole's going to go to Madagascar and will plant a thousand trees. And also some lucky player who's like the person who earned a three millionth point will get to travel with her, right? Now, this is, this is like – this makes no sense to me because in a previous press about this product, they said – we're going to plant a million trees in Madagascar. It's a big difference between a million and a thousand. It's right? on the order of about a thousand different. Yeah. Yeah. So, a thousand times different. So questions get answers, and these answers cause me to think of more questions, right? Namely, what is a thousand trees worth, right? Um, in Madagascar, possibly very little. I have no idea what a tree goes for right. over there. So, so I did a little more legwork, and um, there's there's a charity that they're partnering with. Uh, let me see if I can find it here. Um, it's called WeForest.org. Okay. W I I Forest. No, no, just We like W E Forest dot org. Right. Okay. This is a legitimate uh, charity, I guess you could call them, and you can go on there and you can plant your own. And how much does it cost? And it costs about, what is it? I think it was either one or two euros per tree. All right. One well, euro. We, can, we one have to euro. continue the story when we get back. Indeed, we will. We will be right back. Chatterboxers, how much do you love Amazon.com? Since you're like me, the answer is a lot. And since you love Chatterbox almost as much, here's what I want you to do. Next time you get a new game, a pair of socks, downloadable MP3, anything really, go to helpchatterbox.com. It takes you to Amazon, but when you buy something, we get a piece of the action. That's good for us, and Amazon feels good because you didn't buy it from GameStop. Helpchatterbox.com. Remember it. Bookmark it. Tattoo it backwards on your forehead. And yes, all I'm asking you to do is buy stuff you are already going to buy. Just do it at helpchatterbox.com. And we're back. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. And thinking about trees, we've been probably we've been thinking a lot about trees. Probably we? thinking about trees. Yeah. Now, uh, you can plant a tree apparently for what, like one? It was euro-ish? it was one euro. So the last time I did the converge conversion uh, was a few days ago, and it's about like one point three dollars to a euro. Okay, so I want so, you to think about what else you can do with your money. One thing you can do with your money is go to school at the University of Advancing Technology, whose website is uat.edu. But if you're not going to do that, you can plant trees. You certainly can. So here's, here's the part where – here's the part that doesn't sit well with me. Okay, Elon? What this means is that despite the fact that this company has asserted that they're going to plant a million trees – was, was that just like some sort of excited? It sounds we're like plant it. a million trees. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, and it really, just meant we're going to plant some trees. I think that's what happened. Unfortunately, when I read that figure first, um, I mean, call me crazy, right? But uh, I took it literally that they were actually going to plant that many. Interestingly enough, this We Forest organization has only planted 1.3 million trees total period since its inception. Do we have any idea when that is? It's been at, around for at least a year. But this is a worldwide organization. Yeah. Right? A thousand, so, when she said uh, she's, uh, that this, this other woman's going to go plant a thousand trees, that to me, just, just someone going to Madagascar to plant a thousand trees yeah. seems excessive. 
like for presumably the tree is very tiny and easy for a person to plant, right? Well, I, I don't think she. I don't think before. she's going to plant them. She's going to pay for them. But why do you have to go to Madagascar to it's, pay for it's trees? It's part of the promotion, and this is you're getting into now what's not sitting well with me. You see. Okay, so I'm still picturing people planting a thousand trees. Like, you could get twenty people to do that, and it would be like an entire long day. Right. Well, it's trees. it's. I mean, I don't want to get too hung up on that part. Like, it's this reforest.org organization that is being responsible for the trees actually getting planted and all those logistics, right? So this whole thing about her going there to plant them, right, is really just it's press, okay. This is this is this is what doesn't set well with me. It's so much press because these thousand trees that costs it costs Nicole and her company about thirteen hundred bucks. Okay, travel expenses to go to Madagascar. I don't know. Let's round it out to a nice three thousand dollars. Let's say for this whole thing, uh, right? it's going to be a lot more than that for her to go to Madagascar yeah. with someone else. Yeah, how, how much do you think? Just throw out something to go to another continent. Yeah, and to stay there and yeah. to have whatever sort of protection and guide that you need in a place like Madagascar. Hey, just let's just throw out a number. Okay, well, minimum but, they're going to be spending two dollars, two thousand dollars per person. But then there's all of the costs associated with actually being there. All right, so let's probably say three thousand dollars per person. All right, let's say if not. A lot more. Five per person. Let's say they're spending 10K on this. Okay. Okay. In- incidentally, you just described um, what you just des- described, if that's true. They're spending way more on the trip than actual of planting. Oh, absolutely. Abs- and that's what I thought. Like one plane ticket to get to Madagascar costs more than the amount of money it costs for them to do all thousand of those trips. Okay. So if that's the case, that, that just makes my point even stronger. They're not green at all. This is, not only is this not green at all, right, but it's inherently disingenuous. When Bill Gates does the things that Bill Gates does, Bill Gates does not say, hey, you know, if you use my products, for every product you use, I'm going to plant a tree. Or, you know, if you get a really good score in my game, I'm going to do this really eco- good ecological humanitarian thing. No. You know what he says? He says, I've got a shitload of money. I'm going to be a humanitarian because – I'm that way, and that's what I want to do, and that's fucking awesome. Okay, it's probably more like because his wife is that way, if I had to guess, but or whatever. Okay, maybe in his old age he became philanthropic <laughs> for real. That is ingenuous to me. This thing is disingenuous because the whole thing is couched in this eco-friendly. You're doing good, right? This is the thing. This is the thing that gets Please me. Please tell me that the game has something to do with farming or planting trees or it's, being green. It's, the game itself. It's very, it's very green. You're basically – I mean the game actually from what I've learned of it seems to be a pretty decent design. It's in, this is what hurts me even more because it's couched in all of this eco-rhetoric that doesn't seem to be true. They're basically positioning this to the consumer – as, hey, you know what? You, Alon, as a, as a consumer, can have a direct impact on the ecological state of the world by playing a video game. Now, conceptually, that sounds thrilling, right? But what's more important, the message without the teeth or the teeth themselves? Yeah, what you're describing certainly is, I mean, it's all just promotions. Yeah, and, and it, this is just this is just reeks of promotion over substance, and it really pains me to come to this realization. Yeah. Well, so I don't know what else to say about it. I'm pretty much done venting about it, but I'm disappointed because yeah. I, I looked up to this woman. It's clear her her making the the outing to Madagascar is what kills it for me. Yeah. Because they you just you know what don't and plant twice as many trees. If it was. If they were spending $50,000 on the trees and they spent $2,000 on getting her out there, yeah. that's a different story. Here, I mean, here's the other part about it. Okay, I'm not done venting. I guess I'm not done venting. Okay. There's, you're not even having a direct impact on anything. You know? I mean, how wonderful would it be if, like, if, you were, if you got really good at the game, right, that you're, the process of you getting really good at the game or doing something incredible in the game actually affected something in the real world? Okay, that's one thing, right? But they're not even doing that. They're taking an aggregate score of everybody who plays the game, which all that effectively means is when I sell lots and lots of this product, right, because the the accrual of the aggregate score is directly related to how much they sell, and it's probably not related to 
as much, you know, how good the people are playing the game because that'll get completely overshadowed by the number of people playing the game. Well, clearly, right? like if it's a if it's basically how many people are playing the game because the more who play, the more will happen, right? Right. Um, the more points will be that, accrued. That means you're going to have all these ecotards on Facebook saying, "Hey, you should play this game. Let's help get some trees out there." Yeah. It's all about them becoming ambassadors for the game. Right. And and so like this is this is like this is like Susan G. Komen run for the cure. You know, where the whole organization seems to be there to promote itself instead of the external thing that it's purporting to actually promote and put money toward. Uh, yeah, well, I just, right. I'm now, not surprised these days by, by various promotions. I, in fact... I'm done now. Okay. With that, anyway. Good. I didn't mean to kill your buzz, though. No, it's good. All right. It's good. Let's yeah. let's move on. It's certainly there are better things to talk about. Okay. Um, I'm trying to see what else I have on my list. What else you had on your list? You got something? If you don't got something, I got something real good. No, I mean I think we were talking about this Eve Online stuff before we started the show, and that seems. Oh yeah. Seems like a good choice. So, <clears throat> we have to give the caveat that um, we're not Eve Online experts. I say that neither of us play. <laughs> I have been to a killer party from the White Wolf people, though. Okay. Uh, the people who make this game. I see. And uh, they, Do yeah, they know how to throw parties? Yes. Yes, yes. they do. Well, apparently, they also know how to um, make a self... self well, maybe they don't. But the whole, the whole thing about EVE Online, as I understand it, is that it's, it's the kind of game that's directed by the players in terms of what happens. Midgets, dude. There were midgets yeah. with syringes full of uh like alcohol jello or whatever it was nurses would come around and it was okay i'm with you on the nurses i'm not too sure about the midgets they had like backpacks full of like shots it was there were people women in cages and it was it was wild anyway they should have had the women out of the cages and okay i'm not gonna go there (laughs) i was i was interrupting (laughs) anyway um, here's what happened, right? So there's this long, really interesting string of events that I'm going to attempt to summarize briefly, okay? So some some months ago, right, maybe a month or so ago, maybe a little longer, right, there was this – there was some kind of conference, okay? And there's this, there's this player who is on some kind of like um, league or board or some kind of council, okay, the the conference is for people who play the game to go and hang out with other people who play the game. Right. And and so and part of it's like um like 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 podcast or telecast or something cast, right? Um over the internets and stuff. And apparently there's this there's this guy who goes by the the handle the Mitani who um so he was let's see the former council of stellar management boss. Okay. And Apparently he was drunk during the conference, and they played some some kind of uh, uh, recording of some gameplay where there was somebody who was actually suicidal, like for reals, suicidal and expressing suicidal thoughts on in in this like exchange between two players, and basically like him and some other people who were who were on this panel basically they basically laughed at it and he explicitly like encouraged people to hey go grief this guy like let's see if he can off himself you know i'm paraphrasing okay essentially so, he encouraged someone in the real world to kill themselves right and uh the people who not only not only that scenes. actually but but to be precise he also exhorted other eve online players to encouraged that guy to do it and he gave out like his like information so you could go find him in the game and do that and this type of activity by the way is probably what led the person to have those feelings in the first place i mean aside from an inherent depression but like (laughs) uh what do you mean playing eve well no but (laughs) but being convinced that a lot of people hate you is is probably something that does not help your depression and might lead you towards suicide. No, it doesn't help at all. So, no doubt. So we could sort of understand why the developers or moderators or whatever decided to, to boot the guy. Yeah, so they ban him. They ban him for 30 days, okay? This is a legitimate uh, cliffhanger, I think, because yeah. we have to go to break. Okay. So story goes, he was a dick. 
He made it public that he was a dick. He got banned. We'll be right back. story of this asshat who uh who's being mean and that he got banned what, what was it, like a 30-day ban or something right so at the end of his ban right he comes back and here's where it starts getting interesting right but the, this the end of the ban is this week it's now right or this it was or actually a few days ago okay i think it was like the 26th it's very current though yeah so Coinciding with his ban, he's, you know, I, I liken this to a gangster who's had to go to jail, and then he gets out of jail, and you know what happens when gangsters go to jail and get out of jail? They get a burger. Well, they might do that, but in addition to that, um, they don't come out not being gangsters. They come out probably being even worse gangsters than they did to start with. And so there's this event that him and apparently he has power over a group of about 1400 people. 40 who who play the game regularly. He's okay. like he's like and in he what he's done is and I don't know if this can be pure, like purely attributed to him, but he's ostensibly the leader of this group of people. Right, and they have been while while he's in, been in um in jail slash ban, um, they've been preparing, f- building these fourteen thousand of these ships called Thrashers, right, which apparently takes a long time to do. I and I, I'm guessing there's fewer than fourteen thousand people, and some people have just made several ships. Fourteen hundred people. Fourteen hundred. Fourteen thousand ships. Okay. Okay. So each person's making 10 ships, I guess. On average. On average, right? Um, Apparently, it takes a lot of resource and time to make these ships, right? Um, And they had a plan to basically uh, disrupt and hopefully destroy um, the economic center of the game, which is something. And basically, as far as I can understand it, right, to keep it kind of brief, right, there's... There's these high security areas in the game. There's these low securities of the game. These high security areas, they call them high sec areas, are patrolled by these AI police, right? And so this is like safe places for people to do things like economic transactions and so on. But what what I've gathered is that although they are AI police, they're not like in like impenetrable or they're they're not perfect, right? It's like having it's like the the developers built cannons around the fortress of this area, but the cannons still can only shoot so many cannonballs, right? Right. Or shoot so, so many lasers or something. So you could get past them. So there's a, a theoretical guy. there's a theoretical limit to the power of these 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 AI police, right? And you know this this guy's group, right? The reason why I call them a gangster is because they're operating in the fringes in these uh, what they call null sec areas where there's no security, no police. Right? And so anyway, so the no police people, right, like all the underlings of the underworld, right, are planning this attack on like the so-called overworld where all the people who like to live in, you know, areas where there's police and safety. Um, And it's just the whole thing is really interesting. I I found it kind of curious that in all the reports that I read, um, this thing, this event that they call the Burn Jita action – is um, supposedly been in the works for months, but this guy's the events leading to this guy's ban has only been one month. 
Yeah, I'm go. confused by that as well. So it just also, it seems like they just took an opportunity to kind of like rub it in somebody's face, and they've been planning this anyway. What I what I don't understand. Well, before I get to that, uh, the best part of this is that the developers think it's awesome. Yeah, so I want to read you a quote, okay? So the senior producer of the game tells Eurogamer, I'll tell you what, it's going to be fucking brilliant. Right? Because they built this game correctly. They didn't just build some fake walls or, or like impenetrable force field to say if you're, I don't know, if you're some bad guy or if you have a weapon on you or something, you can't go past this without any rule. They made something that's, I mean, if you accept space travel and spaceships and lasers and all that, they made a rule that they're just going to to put guards there and they're going to try and, and hurt you and they're probably more powerful than everybody else, but conceivably you could take them out or, or get around them, right? And that's fantastic because they're they're trying to to create rules but not uh, not totally unrealistic world based rules, excuse me, based on the other rules that exist in the world. Yeah, I, I really find it fascinating that the happenings in this game are basically mirroring real-life things that happen in cities sometimes and, and maybe even, um, yeah, I mean, like, this is like overthrowing a government almost. But but other similar things, EVE Online has had a lot of, of stuff like this. Well, not like this, but a lot of things happen which make people, I think it attracts people to the game because you can really, you can make it what you want it to be. There have been things that have disrupted the economy of it, not by destroying the actual hub of, yeah. of transactions, but by just like messing with the amount of money that existed in the world, stuff like that. Like there were actually developers and stuff who were getting in trouble. But um, that's that's one thing that's cool about the game. But what I don't understand is, I, I'm not an MMO player, but as far as I understood it, like aren't worlds instanced? Like in World of Warcraft, I could play World of Warcraft and you could play and yeah. we might never meet. We might not exist in the same universe, right? Because there's one server that has... Right, but it's, I don't, I don't it. believe like... It, it depends on the product, it can and be built so everyone products. exists in the same world? Yeah, but what they did, like, as far as I understand, because also I am not an MMO player, but with, like, World of Warcraft, you have to be on the same server as somebody to meet them. Yeah, exactly. And and it's not, and so, yeah, if you're... So this sort of thing can't happen there, even, even if they're... Right, I mean, there, there may be instances, right, but there's a limited number of instances, and they're, they're enumerated. So you can say, I'm in this one. It's not like, you know, before we did MMOs, right, they were kind of like the just M... O's, right? Where they would actually like a uh, like Fantasy Star Online would literally create an instance of the world just for four people, just for that session. And when you were done, that instance would vanish, and it would be always you would just create a new instance every time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're not they're not doing anything like that. But uh, but what for this to be possible for it to actually matter to everyone who's playing the game it yeah. would have to actually exist in a world that everyone interacts in yeah and therefore i i i guess that they don't have instanced worlds they just have one persistent world that everyone is in yeah without without knowing how they're architecting this game design it sounds like you're probably right yeah. which also i mean Makes sense that it's in space because you couldn't do that on a planet because right. eventually you would run out of space. On the other hand, there's a lot more WoW players than EVE Online. Yeah, I think well it's pretty safe to say. That's true. So, yeah. um, I mean, when you get so many players, eventually you kind of run the limits of run up to the limits of technology. Anyway, we, we've rambled on, but the, the value to this is there's a game that lets you do stuff and sets like creates realistic style boundaries that you could get past if you wanted to. And this guy is apparently, even though he's kind of a dick, uh, taking advantage of this and doing something interesting, which I'm sure, like... Yeah, like commanding the, an army of 1,400 yeah. people to assemble, prod, to like, assemble say, ships over a period of months. It will attack. disrupt the game in that it will be something awesome. And what happens after that, who knows, right? Now, apparently this event has already taken place. I don't know if it's still... I like how we're talking about it like the like it's the future, but yeah, yeah it happened but last week. It happened actually like a couple of days ago. It started, okay, not even last week. And I don't know if it's still going on, or I don't know if it finished. Reports apparently are spotty whether it's being successful or not. It seemed to me like it was kind of unorganized, so not not a huge surprise there. If anybody plays Eve online, I, I think we're. I actually I think, think it's safe to say we're really interested in hearing from you about this. I think that. Um, our show is broadcast through all of the spaceships 
radio communicators. So anyone who plays that game hears our program when they play it. It's actually it's played in the ships. So they will be hearing this, and then I want you to call us on the phone number that we gave you earlier. Yes. 4804-GAME-21. And, uh, Leave a message, because that's all it can do. Yeah, tell us about stuff. Now, also, by the way, we I am not opposed to the idea of getting someone on the show to actually chat with us while we record. Like, we could arrange if someone's interesting enough on yeah. on that line. You we just have to we be, might just call you. You have to be interesting enough. Yeah. You have to pass the test. Man, we could Skype. We could make it happen. It might sound like crap, but we'll do it. All right. Well, enough anyway. about EVE Online. So so EVE Online is, is sort of interesting sometimes. It, I'm curious. If they actually destroy the, the transactional hub, someone... The devs will have to come in there and just produce another one over the course of a year or something. I, I don't know. The funny thing is, is that the devs were like, "Oh, it's all. Oh, there's too much security in the high sec security areas anyway, so it's okay if it gets gets broken down somehow." But I don't know. We'll see. All right. Speaking of stirring up hornets' nests, let's uh, let's talk about this uh, funny little Crytek thing. You ready for this? The people who make. Far Cry and Crisis. Yeah, 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 Crisis. So there was a Crisis 3 interview, right, where the uh, studio's director of creative development, Rasmus uh, Ho- Hohengard, 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 man. Uh, I don't know what to do with that J, but it's uh, Hohengard or something like that. Um, so he was in an interview, and he made a very surprising statement that uh, surprised a lot of people. He said, and they're talking about uh, like measures to block used game sales and things like that, right? So he goes, from a business perspective, that would be absolutely awesome. He's talking about the new generation of consoles literally physically blocking a used game from playing on, right? So it would only work if you were the original purchaser of the game. It's weird that secondhand is still doesn't work like that in any other software industries. So it would be great if they could somehow fix this issue as well, right? So what do you mean it doesn't work like that in other software industries? And before the dawn of the internet, it completely worked that way, right? Well, he's saying like it doesn't work in the software industries that he's thinking of. <laughs> I guess, but um, right. The key here is that, like, yes, he said from a business perspective that would be absolutely awesome. Apparently, people have gotten so upset at this that he actually issued a second public statement to distance himself from the remark he made. And it sounds like we have another cliffhanger. (laughs) This keeps happening. That's fine. We'll be right back. Are you going to find a Master of Science program in technology that creates thinkers who understand how business works and how to apply the technology? Where else are you going to discover a graduate degree in technology that is customized to meet your objectives? Where else in the Valley, on campus or online, can you study at the only private university that gives you the opportunity to focus in specialized areas like network security, artificial life programming, and game studies, as well as technology management? Where else? Where else but the University of Advancing Technology? UAT's graduate technology program is accelerated. It combines business with technology. It offers the flexibility to adapt quickly to changes that come in high-tech fields. Feed your brain. Lead. Manage. You won't find this innovative environment anywhere else. UAT, the select private university where you'll be fully immersed in technology. The experience is unrivaled. Click UAT.edu. That's UAT.edu. All right, we're back. And before we left, we were going to uh, read you a quote from the Crytek. One of the Crytek bigwigs. Quote number one was, I hate used games. 
I hate used to paraphrase. I hate used games, and it would be awesome if the new consoles could lock out secondhand games. All right. So his response after everyone got mad. My comment made in the interview released on the 24th of April, touching upon, quote, blocking sales of used games, was not intended to be taken seriously nor representative of the opinion of Crytek. Really? I mean... It sounded kind of serious when you said it the first time. When you read it, it sounded like you were joking. But well, you're I not, was joking. You're not him. But I'm not him. Yeah. And... I mean, I don't know if it was a voice interview or a text interview, but the te- the interview was published in text, not uh, not in a, a vocal medium. Yeah, well, uh, how can you? I mean, do you really? Do any of us think for a minute that this was quote not intended to be taken seriously? I mean, this just sounds like the guy who like says something stupid or really insulting. He's like, ah, I was kidding. I was just no, kidding. No, no. Here's here's the thing. He's European and. They have a much better tendency to, uh, or a much greater willingness to be sarcastic in really in official. Is that is that the t- is that the tack you're going to take with this? Absolutely. Just yeah. he's, he's European. Have you ever seen foreign people do interviews? They will straight up tell you to fuck off. Yeah, but right. they're serious. Yeah, no, but I mean, <laughs> they are much more prepared to make jokes. They're not so nervous. They're not so uptight. The problem is that CEOs like are forced to not be funny or sarcastic because they'll just get yelled at every time they say something. Okay, okay. So this guy, I don't know if this CEO is whoever you said he was. um, Director of creative development. Fine. Some big, big guy is sarcastic once and and he's not... I don't think he was being sarcastic. I think that he was saying what he really thought and I think he should fucking stand behind his words. Well, he said from a business perspective, that doesn't necessarily mean that's what I want, but like you could ask me the exact same question and I would be like, yeah, from a business perspective, that'd be great. Stop the used game sales. And I would mean it, but that's not necessarily what I want. Well, that's fair, right? But this kind of waffling, I mean, come on, at least grow a backbone and say, say what you meant. Stand behind what you said is what I'm saying. The guy should stand behind what he said. And if he needs to distance those words from the studio's opinion for PR reasons, fine, do that, right? But have a spine for Christ's sakes, you know? Because you know what? From a business perspective, I don't know if that'd be awesome, but it'd be really interesting. And I, I kind of, you know, I don't want that because I don't want that, put, that uh, restriction put on me. But I'm kind of curious. I want to know what would happen. If they did that. Yeah. I bet the machines would be uh, hacked much more quickly. Maybe. You know, wh- who knows, right? But you know what? Like, I'm not going to issue a retraction next week saying that what I just said shouldn't be taken seriously. <laughs> well, I will tell you right now that nothing we do on the show should be taken too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. And also, I'm not a uh, director of creative development, so. Yeah. Oh, well. All right. So, we have a few more things, and we have a little bit more time in our last segment. Um, how much? How much do we want to go over? Oh, uh, President's Challenge is really pissing me off. That's that's the one last thing that you you yeah. seemed really uh, yeah. emotional about today. Yes. Okay. Very emotional. All right. Let's talk about. It. Have you have you noticed we haven't mentioned Fez once this show? It's true until now. Uh, also true. All right. All right. It's magic. Is there going to be some magic after this? No, uh, I've got nothing. I just wanted to point that out. Oh, okay. All right. Well, okay. So what's this? What's the president's challenge, right? So the the president has this thing that uh, some kind of like, gosh, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just a something you do in gym class, right? But there's, it's like, is it like a, is it an entity, an organization? There's some kind of thing where the I'm pre- sure there's some group of people who manage it. Yeah, where the, the, the president wants us as citizens to be um, fit and healthy, and those are all good things. And so um, there's this thing called the Presidential Active Lifestyle Award, a program. That's a good word. We'll call it a program. It's something you do basically in junior high, and if you can do enough push-ups or run a mile fast enough or something, there's, there's some what I consider to be very easy things that you have to do and then he like gives you a certificate with yeah, yeah. the president's okay. signature which is a stamp okay that's the okay that's the whole thing right Pretty so much. that's that was what it was in um conventional non-technological future 
world yeah. back right? in 1998. Back in the day. And today, they, um, the president and the government has uh, come up with this thing called the Active Play Pala Plus Challenge. And the Pala being the acronym for Presidential Active Lifestyle Award, right? So Pala. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway. So this is a, a plus. This is like a special, like, extra, they're calling it a phase, the next phase of the award program. And this one is apparently some effort between the uh, the ESA, the Entertainment Software Association, and its member companies, and the President's Council on Fitness, Sports, and Nutrition. Council, that's another good word. So here's the thing, right? Let me just get down to brass tacks here. They're basically saying, um, yeah, you know, like all the uh, normal things that we ask you to do to uh, be fit, like um, like eat well and go exercise and do, you know, strenuous things um, like exercise, right? Um, yeah. In addition to that, um, you can play active video games. Okay. okay. So 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 once again, um, like things that usually mm-hmm. end up pissing me off, uh, this piqued my interest and suddenly questions appeared in my head. I'm thinking NES track and field. Right. That probably, out of all the NES games, was probably the most calorie-spending one, I think. Yeah. Besides the ones that involved the pad. Right. They got the power pad. Don't remember. Don't forget that. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Oh, but I, but you couldn't play track and field with the power pad, could you? Yeah. You could? That was the classic game that everyone played. That's what I was talking about. That's why I brought it up. Track and field. Uh, if, if you could play it with the power pad, it wasn't designed for it. Uh, You know what? I might be... There was another game. Track and Field like, by Konami was yeah. not Power Pad. Right. There was right. there was an There was another like a game. Nintendo brand yes. track and field style yeah. game. Yes. Okay. That might not have been called Track and Field. Okay. Now now we are we are totally above water now. Okay. okay. So Okay, so so um yeah, so my little uh my little BS meter in my head spinning, right? So uh, why is it spinning? Okay, let's do a little research here. What games do they want you to play? Okay, very good question. Is it not Dance Dance Revolution? Well, DDR is one of them. Okay, okay. totally so acceptable. Good, active game. Um, Connect Sports Season 2. Okay, uh, yeah, I'll probably. Give it to him. Connect Game Full Body. It's a crappy game, but, but yeah. you do have to move around. We Fit Plus. Okay. Um, I'll give it to him. Yeah, it's active to me. Nickelodeon Dance and Just Dance 3. Sure. Okay, I mean, pretty much all the dancing games, I think, are... Legit, yeah. In terms of uh, you spending more calories or enough calories to qualify as doing something. Yeah, active. the most popular one is is the the one by Harmonix, right? The dance, whatever. You know what? I don't know and if it's actually not so. You know what? Blue-ish. I don't think it's the more popular one. Really? I actually think that oh, it didn't sell yeah. as well as Ubisoft's version. Uh, Much to your chagrin. Yeah, no, 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 no. You're right. Just Dance sells a lot better. When I say most popular, I think yeah. I mean most accepted as good. It's. I, I haven't been able to compare, but um, I would believe it if Harmonix's product was better. Yeah. You know. I guess there. I guess people got confused and thought that uh, you know just dance. You know, they're like, well, this one just has dance. I don't know what the other one's got, <laughs> so I'm going to get this one. Okay. Anyway, all right. Okay. Here's where it gets a little questionable. Okay. Major League Baseball 12, the show. Active okay. doesn't sound so active to me. Well, I mean, it's probably the move, if you're using the move with Yes. It. Okay, you're going to swing something, because yeah. it's baseball. Yeah, but that's it. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, that's This not. doesn't sound so active. Okay, let's go a little more. Tiger Woods PGA Tour 13. Oh, man. Yes, exactly. So those, but not Wii Sports? Well, clearly, these games that the president is telling us to play... Um, are games that their commercial partners have chosen, yeah. right? So that kind of incenses me, right? And number but two, all the, the video game companies belong to the ESA, right? So n- like well, Nintendo could have paid for Wii Sports to be on that list, right? Um, well, not all of them, but several do, right? So yeah, the ESA basically is a commercial organization that represents commercial interests, right? So. This is this this is this also is not sitting well with me, right? I mean, the president is telling me to play games that the com- the corporation has chosen to 
tell the president to tell me to play. We, we don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. They could have just submitted, hey, you should consider this and look at this video that shows Yeah, but, the, but the fact, look, the if, if they're going to spend the time and effort okay, to make a, a program to say, hey, this is a government program for you to do these things, right? And if they're just going to listen blindly to what the ESA tells them, like, yeah, these are real active games. Like, okay, they're active games. Well, they could have given them some review. Like, the ESRB has to watch videos. They could have. But I submit that they didn't because if they did, golf would not be on the (laughs) list. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. It probably shouldn't be. So, okay, that's all I got for you. All right, good. Well, before we end the program, I want to remind everyone. Governments have done worse things, certainly. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to remind people that governments have done bad things. Also, to go to uat.edu, the website for the University of Advancing Technology. Uh, And finally, that we don't talk about it that much, but we are on All Games Radio. Allgames.com is a network of all sorts of podcasts that you can listen to. Uh, A lot of live shows, a lot of recorded shows as well. Um, But I don't talk about that very much. They're planning on expanding their network soon. They're hopefully going to put out a quick uh, kickstarter soon so that they can get some cash and uh, make better programming and then we'd give away tiers like you could be a guest on the show or put your advertising in the show or something so anyway keep an eye on all games and in the future the very very near future you might see a kickstarter from them which could help uh you know just make that a better network of gaming podcasts and if you haven't been listening to them give it a shot because there's a lot of stuff including our show on there and maybe some others that you would find interesting. And with that, I'm ready to close out. Anything you got before we go? So ready to close out. All right. You guys have a great great week. We will be back next week. And don't forget to call 480-4GAME21 to let us know what you want us to talk about. Bye. Good night, guys. listening to chatterbox video game radio tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming and remember all your base are belong to us